Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, this is Colin Curtis, the We Love Moms Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined today by two of my best friends in the entire world. That'd be Dana Zach and Sabit Shah. Yo, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, hey! How are you guys doing today? Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me. It's really fun to to be here with the two of you talking about you know what we love to talk about. For sure, Sobi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us, brother. Thanks for organizing this again after a two-year hiatus. That's right. Yes, the We Love Moms podcast is back. We did it over COVID for a little bit, just as something to do, and, uh, you know, we missed it. And uh, we're back here talking about what we love so much in the fall, and that is fantasy football. Um, We've been doing a league together with some of our high school friends since middle school. It's been, you know, good 10 15 years of uh you know pretty consistent players in our league so um you know we always talk about it we thought why not share our thoughts with you guys so dana you want to run down a little bit about our league and uh what's going on this year and what's going on in the past um yeah sure um you know as colin said uh we've been doing this for a really long time we actually started on fan on uh yahoo we were doing yahoo fantasy football um, back in middle school, you know, um, at that time we weren't playing for any money. We were just kind of playing for fun and to, you know, get into fantasy. And, uh, you know, I love fantasy football because it, it helps, it helps keep me, um, in track of the games. Cause other than watching fantasy, I would only honestly pay attention to, you know, some Sunday night games, a few Thursday nights. And then of course, uh, the hometown Browns. Um, so that's, that's my personal favorite part is that I feel more invested in all the other games and, um, with sports betting like FanDuel and, you know, DraftKings coming out, um, it's only going to get more popular amongst fantasy sports in general. Um, I don't remember the exact number of the statistic, but I'll, a majority of betting going on is based on sports, you know, including horse racing, uh, you know, like NASCAR even has fantasy NASCAR. So it's it's super, super awesome. Um, but getting back to the question, you know, uh, yeah, we started in, in uh, middle school. And we've had some turnaround of some people, but uh, the past uh, five or so years, we've uh, we've been pretty consistent with the group of uh, people that we have. Uh, we're in a 12-team league, and um, yeah, we do. Uh, we 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 restarted the draft because when we when we started, we were doing a redraft league every year. Um, for those of you that don't know what a redraft is, at the beginning of each year, you draft every single players from one till your bench is full. Um, there's variations of it, like a dynasty league, which we're also in, we'll, we'll get to it at some point, um, where you keep your entire team. And then we're currently doing a variation of the redraft, uh, where you get to keep three players of choice, uh, which is nice because, you know, if, if you do well enough or you make savvy, successful trades, it could really turn the tide of, uh, of your team throughout the year and the years going forward. Absolutely. So, uh, Sobe, what, what's your favorite thing about fantasy football and, uh, what have you enjoyed about the league over the last few years? Well, it uh, it brings me joy seeing you go from first to like sixth place. So that brings me joy. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I already but, throwing me. <laughs> I love it. No, yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of what Dana was saying. Just got, you, you got to keep up with the players. You got to keep up with not only your favorite team. Cleveland Browns, the best team to ever to ever walk this earth. But keep it paying attention and having to strategize, you know, who to start who, who to when to bench someone. You know, if you're between two different players, 
kind of figuring out like what's your best option depending on maybe the defense, maybe considering your quarterback that week, if he's hurt, if he's on the fence, if they're playing their backup quarterback. So there's a lot of things that got to be considered. And so, but one of my favorite things is just uh, competing every year and getting together for our yearly draft and going on a golf outing. That's probably my favorite part of it. Absolutely. That was what I was going to say as well is uh, just staying in touch with friends, you know, over the years, you know, some of us have stayed close, some of us haven't, but every year in the fall we come together um, and we have a, a draft party at someone's house where we actually physically do our draft in person rather than doing it online. And, you know, it's, it's competitive. We play all mad. We have a little bit of smack talk and, we get together and we see some friends that maybe we haven't seen in a long time. And we, we try to make a day of it and have some golf and well, as well in the morning. So it really fantasy sports is really cool because you can get really competitive with it and you can have a lot of money on the line and things like that. And as we get older and we have more money to spend, we we've gotten a little bit more into that side of it, but honestly it comes down to, you know, competing with your friends and, and smack talking. You know, if Sobey's already going to start to smack talk, I'm sitting here right in front of the uh, the Brunswick Fantasy Football League Championship trophy. <laughs> I am the reigning champion of our league. Um, it's not going so well, as he, as he said. I started hot, but the team's falling apart a little bit. So it's actually a good segue into what I wanted to do next. I think uh, just talking a little bit about our teams um, that we have this year in our redraft league. Uh, as Dana said, it's not a typical redraft league. We we do some keepers where every year you get to keep three players of your choice. Uh, a lot of different leagues do it in different ways. You can only keep players for a certain amount of time. We haven't gotten that strict with it yet, but um, I'll, I'll kind of start off and just talk a little bit about my team. At this point in time, I'm on a three-game losing streak. Um, I started 3-0. and My team had a lot of injuries uh Dak Prescott obviously being one of them that, that was a big domino that fell for me early on in the season but um he's back this week against Detroit we'll talk about that when we get to next week's games but um got DeAndre Swift as one of my keepers made a trade in a couple uh weeks ago for Leonard Fournette um got Jamar Chase as one of my keepers he's had an up and down year we'll talk a little bit about him in the Cincinnati game week as he had a good performance man you got, got him at the best time for that last yeah, two weeks he's been I banging sure, i sure did it, it lucked out uh, especially as i'll talk about here in a second i've had a lot of injuries this season especially at the running back position so deandre swift's been out the last few weeks and i also traded for uh javante williams who of course the next week ended up tearing his acl but um Got Brandon Cooks and Christian Kirk at wide receiver as well in my flex spot. Uh, Mark Andrews is another one of my keepers, consistent tight end. Um, and then just some of my key bench players, really. Tua Tagovailoa, who has had his own fair share of injury uh, problems this year with his concussions. But scary. Yeah, yeah, scary stuff. The NFL definitely needs to address concussions. Um, but that's a conversation for another day, so... Hoping uh, now that Dak is back and uh, DeAndre Swift is back that I can get back to my winning ways. But I played Dana this week, so I'll let him go next and talk a little bit about his team. Wow. I am uh, 
currently sitting at the bottom 12 out of 12 that one in five um you know and to be honest some years i i look at my team and i'm like wow this you know how did i draft this team you know how did, how did we end up this way um at the beginning of the season i was actually fairly confident in my team my uh my starting quarterback ended up being Russell Wilson. Um, and at the beginning of the year, uh, I think I got him in the sixth or seventh round. So at that point in the draft, he was one of the better quarterbacks available. Um, obviously, your, your top Josh Allen Mahomes, um, they were gone at the time. So at, at that point in the draft, I thought that that was going to be a steal because uh, Russell Wilson has been, I believe, top 15 in, uh, quarter, in fantasy quarterback for the past four or five years in Seattle. So I was expecting him to cook in um in denver and so far it is it has not done that um i am uh i'm very happy that i was able to keep and continue to run saquon barkley he was one of my keepers from last year um you know there was a lot of talk about you know him at the beginning of the year being a focal point and as we can see from fantasy that he definitely is a focal point on that giants that surprising giants offense who is mm-hmm. five and one who they just beat um, you know, they just played two weeks ago, Green Bay. And then this past week they played um, the Ravens and they upset the Ravens, which is, you know, pretty incredible for, you know, their number one receiver being um, Wandale Robinson. Um, so <clears throat> I was very happy to keep him. And I'm, I'm really, really happy for him as a, as a person to be able to overcome, you know, the, the uh, injuries that he had last year. Um, cause they, it didn't look great when he got injured a few years ago. Then last year he kind of hobbled back onto the field, got injured again. And this year he's really proven himself. Um, my other running back position, I have Ramondre Stevenson, who really looks like he really looks the part of an NFL, uh, running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe he could be a three down back, honestly, in new England. Um, they do like Damian Harris a lot because he is more of your, um, off the middle through the tackles kind of person, um, kind of running back. And that's how predominantly uh, Bill Belichick has loved his running backs uh, four or five years ago, LeGarrette Blunt, who went on pace and set like one of the highest, you know, touchdowns in um, like in not history, but like in the NFL, like he was absolutely crazy because he just kept getting the ball and he's a bigger back. Um, but with, uh, with uh, Damian Harris out for, you know, who knows how long he could be back this week, he could be back next week, but they set up at least a few weeks um, I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to take over that backfield, and I think it's it's going to be wonderful to see. Um, I also have Chris Godwin, who is also coming back from injuries. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay themselves have not have not looked themselves, I should say. Uh, they have not looked great this year, um, you know, with all the allegations of Tom Brady getting a divorce and stuff. But, um, you know, I think that that ship is going to get right soon. Um, so I think that he's going to be a very good uh, person to keep. Um, I, 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 that was that was a good joke because like you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers like ships Tampa. That was pretty good. funny. That, that was pretty funny. We love our puns on the We Love Moms podcast. So yeah, uh, love. <laughs> Very funny. Um, I, I have uh, I have Kyle Pitts and actually I'm starting Darren Waller both um, in the flex and the tight end position. I'm kind of I'm a little bit nervous about that. Um, because Pitts has been pretty touchdown dependent this as of this year. But if you've ever seen him just like on the field, the dude is a a very, very large individual. He's a big guy. Um, So I I think that once they, once they come together, I think Drake London and Kyle Pitts are going to be fantasy stars within the next, you know, and this year within the, you know, this year or next year. 
Um, sure. You know, Darren Waller being in Las Vegas, everybody thought, um, you know, just a, a little preview of that division. Um, everybody thought that that division was going to be absolutely insane. I mean, you have Las Vegas, Denver, um, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. And um, who's the other team? I, I can't think off my head. Um, you talking about the Rams? Is it the Rams? I'm not sure. But anyway, that, that division, um, maybe it's the Chargers, but that division was supposed to be absolutely insane. Like, they weren't sure who was going to take the top spot. And um, so far, currently, Mahomes has been the only one to prove between, you know, them, Las Vegas, and Denver that he still reigns atop. Um, yeah, and so that, that kind of rounds out my, you know, my overall starting team. I do have um, DJ Moore, which I'm a little bit upset about. The Panthers' offense just does not look great this year. No. Um, including Christian McCaffrey. Like I was watching the game last week when they were playing against um, who was the Panthers play when they were playing against the Rams and they threw the ball very, very seldomly. Um, so it, it just, it did not look good with uh, PJ Tucker under, uh, I think it, no, I think that's the dude from the Rockets, but um, PJ Walker. PJ Walker, there you go. PJ Walker, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, it did not look right with PJ Walker, and I don't know if they had him on just a leash where they just was telling him, hey, let's just hand the ball off, dump it off to McCaffrey. But, uh, yeah, that, that offense does not look great. And, you know, with Baker Mayfield, him leaving Cleveland, of course not in the right not in the right way the Browns let him, you know, let him go and kind of told him about everything. But, you know, that's that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, but they're going to have to they're going to have to do a lot better. Absolutely. So, uh, Sobe, round us out. Uh, you know, I don't want you to brag too much, but at the moment, Sobe is uh, is five and one in the league. So his team is doing extremely well. Uh, tell us a little bit about your team, Sobe. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And by the way, Dana, I think you're. It wasn't the Rams. It was the Chargers. Chargers. Uh, was Chargers. Chargers. Kansas City. Raiders. Denver. That's what it is. Denver. Yeah, Denver. that was that was supposed to be a very a tough division. division. That's a tough division. Yes. By the way, Dana, one of your tight ends, I thought it was literally Aaron Hernandez. I was like, I was like, this is this is this is giving me flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had to note that there. And you know what's funny is being five and one, <clears throat> I feel like out of my friends, I'm the least like least knowledgeable about sports. Even though I played football more than both of you guys, I feel like I still am the least knowledgeable. But I will take the reigning five and one right now as, 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 as we speak, but I know it's not guaranteed. So I have little to no hope, but with that being said, <laughs> uh, I got my boy, Kyler Murray. He's uh, been doing pretty good this year for me. Um, I was kind of worried about him being injured prone. He kind of worried me when he had, uh, I think he had a rib issue or something like that a few weeks ago. Yeah, he gets hit a lot. I figured. I figured. <laughs> you know, being a quarterback and all. Uh, so I have Jamal Williams, Detroit Lions running back as well. Um, I just picked up Dontrell Hilliard for the Titans. I don't even know if he's the starting tight end or starting running back, my bad, or I think he's the backup. Well, him and Henry have been really splitting roles. I mean, uh, Hilliard gets a lot of catches for sure, but I mean, it's it's still you know Derrick Henry's there. He's just Hilliard's been getting a lot of catches, and in a PPR league, that that helps you a lot. Sure. So with Dalvin Cook, which is my other number two for the uh, 
for the lineup from last year. Uh, he's there on a bye week this week, so I had to pick up another running back from the from the roster because uh, uh, Sa- Sam Ajay Perrine didn't cut it last week, so I benched his ass. <laughs> Blame. <laughs> um, I got C.D. Lamb, who's my other guy, my third guy. Um, he's kind of giving me a little nerves right now because his hip injury, but he's still performing, doing well. So I'm assuming he's going to sack up by the end of this week and hopefully, hopefully play well. Um, got Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster, Mr. TikTok, Mr. <laughs> I, I, I'll beat your ass in Fortnite. Um, so he probably games just as much as he plays football. And uh, so, yeah, got a good hopes with him as well. So we'll see. I mean, my mo- my boy Patrick Mahomes has to has to do well. Obviously, when he's not playing against me. <laughs> yeah. Um, got Travis Kelsey as well, uh, and I'm super stoked to have him. Best tight end in the league right now. Um, killing it, doing well. You know, Ohio native. Can't can't ask for more. I got uh, Brandon Ayuk. Is it Ayuk? Ayuk, you got it. Ayuk, Mr. 49er. He's he's a really good player himself. I, I didn't really have a lot of hopes for him. And, uh, I mean, he performed really well last week against Atlanta. But, uh, you know, we'll see about the coming weeks playing the Kansas City defense. Um, who is apparently – they're ranked 28th on the defense. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is they're in a lot of shootouts with a lot of teams. They have a high-powered offense, so everyone else has to attack them. So, you know, those defensive rankings can be so, you know, kind of shrewd because, yeah, I mean, obviously they're letting up points, but they're also scoring a lot of points. So, sure. Sure. Yeah, it's a game that he can definitely do well in. He's a touchdown game himself. So, yeah, for sure. Sure. And then my boy Dana, I got the Saints defense. (laughs) So I I got got them for you. You know, I just wanted to make you proud. Hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then Mr. Harrison Butker, I'm I'm glad he's back. I swear, I got like the whole Kansas City offense. I swear, dude, you have quite a few Kansas City guys. I love it. Yeah, and probably Can't, do that purposely, but yeah, for real. And so I'm glad uh, Butker is back. One of the, I feel like he's one of the best kickers right now. You know, he's he's ranked like dead last. I, I just. I I got faith in him because he's uh he was out for a while with that ankle injury from after week one. This week he just kicked the sixty-two yarder in that game against the Bills. I mean, it, I mean it was incredible. He's uh he's definitely a special kicker in the league. That's what I'm saying. So he, I mean, he's literally ranked dead last right now. But yeah. I think he's one of those guys that are just gonna make his way back up. I mean, he just didn't play for a while. Are you gonna get his uh, jersey there, Mister Curtis? No, no, that's that's Cade York. He's, I mean, he's had an up and down year himself. <laughs> More round. down, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only other thing I'll say about your team, Soby, before we go on to last week's games a little bit, is uh, you know you got Cam Akers in the IR spot right now. There was a lot of high hopes for Cam Akers this year. I mean, obviously coming into the year, your top two running backs would have been Cam Akers and uh, Dalvin Cook. Well, uh, the rumor out of Los Angeles is that Cam Akers is on the trade block. Supposedly, he uh, got into a 
a little bit of an argument with the coaching staff and uh, they told him to, to hit the door. Oh um, yeah. I didn't hear yeah. that. I, yeah. Oh, it, it sounds like he's on the trade block and that he is not going to wear a Los Angeles Rams uniform for another game. So it's a big opportunity for Daryl Henderson is, uh, you know, kind of split <laughs> carries with him throughout the year. But when we get to that Rams game from last week, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Oh, wow. So uh, getting into uh, the games from last week, um, I'll start us off and talk a little bit about the Thursday night game. Um, you know, I, I think I talked to Dana earlier on in the week about the Thursday night games. The last few weeks, they have been such duds. They have been really boring games. Um, you know, not a lot of touchdowns, you know, yeah, you, you got Richard Sherman and you got Ryan Fitzpatrick on the, on the panel for these Thursday night games, Tony Gonzalez, and, you know, this past week, they're joking that, I mean, when are they going to score a touchdown? I think it was three, nothing at halftime. Um, you know, commanders and bears two you know, struggling offenses to begin the year. The uh, final score ended up being 12, seven commanders, but. It was an ugly game. Um, Justin Fields has had an up and down year all year, but he actually came out, had 12 carries, 88 yards. Uh, he threw for a touchdown as well. That's been kind of the the biggest issue for Justin Fields is does the Chicago Bears uh, organization even trust Justin Fields to throw the ball? Um, it doesn't seem like they do. Um, he, he did end up throwing the ball 27 times in that game. However, you know, game script was they were down for a lot of that game. Um, but at the end of the day, Justin Fields, to me, is, is is the big one that we have to watch out for the Bears. I think moving forward as he gets more comfortable in that offense. I mean, I, obviously, we're Ohio State guys as well. We're from Ohio. Uh, Justin Fields was, you know, a great player for us at Ohio State, but Hasn't quite taken that leap over to the NFL level quite yet. Uh, you know, Bears and Commanders are both two and four um, heading out into week seven. Next game, I'm going to give Dana the the, uh, the rights to talk about this one. Patriots at the Browns, unfortunately, uh, did not go our favor, Dana. It's also a game. Yeah, um, I do want to hit one point, though, about Washington from a fantasy perspective. Please. Um, something that was absolutely crazy. Um, if you haven't heard the news about Brian Robinson, uh, junior three to four weeks ago, he actually got shot. Um, he made a, he made a speedy recovery and he actually played last, uh, you know, on Thursday. What was absolutely incredible is that as soon as he played, he looked like he, he looked like a professional. Um, he took the starting role. Uh, I don't know if he came out with the starting unit, but he had the most carries at 17, for Washington, which is absolutely insane. Uh, 17 yards or 17 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, Antonio Gibson there featured back for the past few years, um, five carries. So from a fantasy perspective, that's definitely something to look at. Um, if Ryan Robinson is out there in your league, I would, I would definitely consider him um, only because of uh, he doesn't have that huge uh, upside passing him uh, that upside for passing just yet. Cause we haven't seen enough of them. But the 17 carries in a Washington backfield could be really good. He got uh, he got a, a nice goal line carry. Um, he he looked pretty good out there for being it being his first year. So that's just something as a huge takeaway that I would um, that I just wanted to I wanted to share about that game in particular. Yeah, um, we'll go ahead and oh, that's fantastic to bring up, man, because you know we we talk about fantasy sports, but I mean these are 
these are, are people that, you know, have families and have lives. And, you know, sometimes we, we forget that we watch it on Sunday, but this guy literally was shot in an attempted carjacking just a few, few weeks ago um, and has come back. And now, as you rightfully say, kind of taking that job by the reins. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to hear that from a fantasy perspective because I do have Antonio Gibson on a few of my teams and really thought that he was going to be the starting running back there in Washington. But, um, no, it does seem like Brian Robinson has impressed the coaches enough, not only with his grit coming back from, you know, a terrible tragedy that happened, but um, now to take over the starting job for that Washington Commanders, who now uh, Carson Wentz broke his finger in this game, um, and it does sound as if, um, you know, they're going to be going with Taylor Heineke for the next few weeks. So they may be relying on that running that running game just a little bit more. So as a, as an Antonio Gibson owner, Colin, yes. um, how confident on a scale of one to 10, do you feel on, on starting him going forward? In all honesty, um, he's droppable. Uh, I hate to say that. Um, he, he's projected to get about seven points this week. The, I mean, the Washington commanders truly do not look as if they trust Antonio Gibson coming into the league. He was a wide receiver in college. So, uh, he's not even a natural running back. Um, they were putting him on special teams. They were having him return kicks. That just is not a good sign for his future fantasy value. Uh, I mean, if you want to keep him as a handcuff, potentially if Ryan Robinson were to pick up an injury, it might be worth a bench stash. But at the end of the day, I think he's droppable. I think he is. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would have to, I would have to agree. Um, just for those, uh, Brian Robinson is uh, rostered in 60% of um, of ESPN leagues, and his projection is above Antonio Gibson's at 9.6. Um, I'll go ahead and jump into the Patriots-Browns game. Um, you know, as Browns fans, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit upsetting to watch, you know, your home team uh, get, get gouged like that by a third-string Bailey Zappi, who did actually look pretty good um, in that Bill Belichick offense. Um, as I mentioned, I do have Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, we'll start with the Patriots side. 19 carries, 76 yards, two touchdowns. He, like I mentioned earlier, he looked apart. Um, you know, the Browns defense uh, on paper um, has looked good because of their players. They had a few injuries, but um, they, they struggled against the run game uh, the past few weeks when they played the Chargers. The Chargers, I believe, had 300 total yards of 300 total rushing yards in the first three or four weeks. Uh, when they played the Browns, they, I believe they surpassed that of their yearly total. Maybe it was 200 or so. Um, I don't have the exact numbers, but the Browns defense does not look great for us. Um, you know, they should have, they should have won a few games. I, they should have won the Chargers game. The Jets game was very unfortunate. It ended, um, you know, they, the Jets scored 13 points in the final two minutes uh, with an onside kick and a few deep balls. So uh, the Browns have been struggling this year, but, you know, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, from the receiving side of New England, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith um, actually came up as tight ends. And when uh, Jonu Smith Smith went to uh, New England and signed there and Hunter Henry as well, they weren't really sure how, you know, how the two were going to work together. Um, And and so far they haven't really been fantasy stars, but this game shined a little bit of light on them. Uh, Hunter Henry, four catches, 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jonu Smith, two catches, 61 yards. So 
Um, they look pretty good out there. Jacoby Myers is looking like the true number one for this team. Um, he had four targets, four catches, 60 yards, no touchdowns. Um, but he looks good out there running routes for anybody who's under center, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Um, the Brown side, uh, I hate to see Jacoby Brissett, um, you know, with the few interceptions that he had that were kind of costly toward the end of the game. But, you know, he's, he is, uh, in my opinion, a backup quarterback. And that's what he looked like for, you know, these, these six games he's uh, him, him in the run game, which I'll get to have done really well at keeping the Browns in the game. Um, but the, the defense is just getting scored on. It's hard to, you know, it's kind of hard to keep up when there's a lot of yards, a lot of yards getting the, you know, you're getting four, close to 400 yards, 399 to be exact. If you're getting 399 yards on you. You know, it's kind of hard to, to keep up with that, especially, you know, this year with the way quarterbacks are, it's uh, it's been a carousel. Um, Nick Chubb has looked fantastic all year long. He's, uh, in my opinion, one of the best pure running backs um, in the NFL that doesn't, you know, necessarily catch passes. He did catch one, he had two targets, uh, one catch for 14 yards. So from a fantasy perspective, um, in a PPR league, that is 2.4 points and catches, which is obviously really nice to go along with his normal uh, rushing, but uh, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb is definitely the the workhorse for the Browns, and uh, Kareem Hunt only got four carries. They didn't run the ball much. Um, normally, Chubb's around a fifteen to twenty carries, if not more. Um, and Kareem Hunt usually gets more involved, but the offense just did not look like themselves. Um, really, really, really good standout player for this year. Um, that was that that I'm very happy for is David Njoku. He's made a huge leap since a few years ago when he requested to be traded when the Browns got um, Austin Hooper from Atlanta. They signed Austin Hooper to a, a four-year, some million-dollar deal. It yeah, what happened to him, by the way? He's in Tennessee now, and he's uh, I mean, he's not even their first string tight end at the moment. Yeah, so um, you know, at that time when he got when he got paid to come to the Browns. Um, David Njoku said, you know, he wanted to be traded. He requested a trade and the Browns basically said, no, we're not going to trade you. And now he's their starting tight end and he looks pretty good out there. Um, he got six, he got six targets. He looks like a viable fantasy starter. Um, you know, three catchers for 58 yards for a tight end, 8.8 points. If your name's not Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews is, uh, you know, is a feasible, is a feasible week for, for a, uh, uh, a, a tight end. Um, one thing I am I'm really happy about is uh, seeing Amari Cooper on the field and having him. Um, they got him from the Cowboys for a fifth or a seventh round pick. And he looks the part, four catches, 44 yards, a touchdown, and 12 targets. So Jacoby is definitely looking for him. Um, he's caught a few passes. He's got a few tuds on the board for us, which is, you know, awesome to see. Um, it'll, it'll be fun to watch him going forward. They, uh, you know, there was a lot of questions about the offense in general because, you know, not having a quarterback and, you know, signing Deshaun and trading Baker Mayfield. But, um, you know, and they were also talking about uh, Mari Cooper's leadership, how he's kind of more quiet. Um, but if he can go out on the field and continue to produce for the Browns, I think that it's, you know, they have a shot. For sure. Now, Sobe, we're all three Browns fans here and uh, Dana's talked a lot about the Browns but uh what are what are your thoughts here about the Cleveland Browns this season is the defense really an issue um are we just in a in a rut at the moment uh are we going to look different when Deshaun Watson comes back 
Um, you know, can we find this balance between Hunt and Chubb? You know, Hunt had a terrible week this past week. I would know. I started him in, in our league. Um, got me a whole whopping 1.4 points. Uh, what are your thoughts, Sobe, on, on the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, definitely a lot of mixed feelings. Um, it's kind of reminding me of previous years where we get very excited for the Browns and just sort of get let down. You know, sitting here at 2-4, and four, um, I, I do feel like we did blow a lot of the games, uh, you know, between the last few minutes of the games multiple multiple times this season, almost in the Browns fashion. Uh, we just got to figure out a way to just, just execute. I mean, we – we set shop. We we get we get down the line. We get there. We just can't seal the deal. Uh, you know, one week it's special teams and defense. The other week it's uh, Jacoby Brissett. The other week it's they're really stopping uh, Nick Chubbs, but or our run game, but in general. But then we, you know, he still does a good job because he he is that good. A lot of then it could be just our defense. Uh, I mean, just looking. Looking at this year and as a whole so far, um, I do believe when Deshaun Watson comes back, I do believe he's that good of a player, uh, like just like a star, just like Nick Chubbs. And so I, I definitely think it's going to be a big difference, um, especially a quarterback that that can run and, and when needed, uh, but also stay in the pocket and, and execute his job as a quarterback. Uh, I, I do feel like our a lot of our defense, um, you know, Jadavian Clowney's battling injuries. Uh, you know, he what's uh, what's the surprise there? Uh, but at the, at the same time, you know, net last week Brissett threw two touchdowns, um, and I honestly I didn't even see it because I fell asleep because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> I love, it. I love it. Um, yeah. So, like, looking at those two interceptions by Brissett, like, were, were those on him? Were they – what do you guys think there? Yeah, Brissett's been really inconsistent this year. Um, you know, I think he's been best when he plays simple. He plays, you know, short, quick slants or, you know, just simple passes. He's not trying to throw down the field. Uh, you know, a, a big criticism in the Cleveland world, and I don't want to spend too much more time on the Browns. We can go on for hours and hours about these Cleveland Browns. But big, uh, you know, in the Cleveland sports world, the big complaint is that uh, we're not playing to our strengths, and our strengths are Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. Yeah, and we need to we need to feed them the ball and, and feed it to them often, and make teams stop, you know, Nick Chubb and his ground and pound. And, and you know, when we need to throw, we can we can throw into the backfield to Hunt and make him, you know, make some plays and be crafty. Frankly, for me, it's it's the defense that's been. The- I wouldn't blame Brissett. He's a backup quarterback. He's he's doing everything that he can. Um, the defense has been a real letdown this year. They've really taken a step back. And, uh, we have some injuries for sure. Miles was in a car accident a few weeks ago. And, you know, Jadavion's been up and down with injuries. And Denzel Ward's out with an injury. You know, top five corner in the league. Makes it difficult, uh, for sure. But it's got to be that next man up mentality. Just so we can get to our games for next week, I'm just going to run through the final scores here of some of the other games and uh, maybe ask you a fantasy question or two about each game. Uh, final question about the Patriots-Browns here. I'll, I'll give it over to Dana. Bailey Zappi. I mean, he's the backup quarterback here, actually third string to be, you know, 
correct uh, of, of the New England Patriots. He stepped in, has really been serviceable. Mac Jones is due to come back in a week or two. Do the Patriots stick with Bailey Zappi and ride this wave, or do you go back to Mac Jones, your supposed uh, you know, franchise quarterback? What do you think? Um, I, I think when Mac Jones is, ha- is healthy, you got to go back to him. Um, their next three games is looking like, uh, you know, the, the Jets have been good, um, but the next three games look very manageable for the Patriots. Um, you've got uh, versus the Bears at Giants versus the Colts. The Giants and the Bears are, are the, the Bears and the Colts are at, you got Bears, Jets, Colts. Um, Mac Jones comes back against the Bears, as we talked about uh, briefly, that, you know, they don't, they don't look great as an offense and the new England defense has always been pretty good. They've been holding up. Um, so I think that the next three games are a pretty good uh, get right game for Mac Jones. If you can bring him in against the bears um, from a fantasy perspective, I don't think Bailey Zappi is um, I don't think he's startable. I think there's too many other options unless you're in a deep two quarterback, 16 team league. Uh, what that means is there's 16 people and each team gets two quarterbacks. Um, at that point, you're basically starting every starter quarterback. So at that point, it might not be a bad option. Uh, but for a standard 10, 12 person team league, I don't think it's necessary to get him. Um, but I believe that this this offense looks decent. Um, so Bears, Jets, Colts, Jets, four games. Um, I think the run game is going to be heavy in the next in, in those next games. Perfect. All right, Sobe, next question goes to you. And the next game is uh, 49ers uh, Falcons. And, you know, week six was actually full of a lot of upsets. And uh, one of these is this game here. The Falcons ended up winning this game 28 to 14. Um, You know, 49ers have really been struggling since Trey Lance went down. They put a lot of stock into their young quarterback. They're now going back to Jimmy Garoppolo, where there's a ton of rumors surrounding him in the offseason. Could he go to the Browns? Could he go elsewhere? Could he go to the Seahawks? Um, he stays a 49er. He even uh, reduced his contract to make it a little bit more team-friendly. Um, and, he, you know, he had a decent game, uh, threw for almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, wasn't enough. Uh, and the real the storyline here is Marcus Mariota. I mean, he is starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. He had three touchdowns. Um, you know, he's kind of been up and down throughout his career in the league been a backup he's been a starter in the titans uh, my question to you soby is uh do you think marcus Mariota is worth having on your fantasy team um you know he's got that running ability he had three touchdowns this past week against supposedly a pretty good 49ers defense yeah you know i, I feel like he wouldn't be a starter um on my fantasy roster but he would be a great a great backup and his qbr rating is almost almost 60 and uh I mean, yeah, he he played superb last week, but as you mentioned, he is pretty inconsistent, especially in the past. Um, but you know, if he is one of those guys that you really need a quarterback to uh, to start, um, but you may not uh, may not trust him. But if your your number one guy is on bye week or injured, then yeah, I think Mariota is a definite start um, as well. So nice. Yeah, next game, sticking with the upset theme, Dana, the New York Jets, they were 4-2, and they defeated the uh, the mighty, mighty Green Bay Packers, or so everyone thought, uh, at Lambeau. Um, this is a home game for the Packers. Packers now falling to 3-3, three and three. final score is 27-10. to 10. 
Aaron Rodgers, the two-time reigning MVP the last two years, didn't play particularly well, not what we typically think of as Aaron Rodgers, had 250 yards or so passing, one touchdown on 41 attempts. Brees Hall, though, is really the question that I want to ask you, Dana. Brees Hall, rookie running back, plays for the New York Jets here, had 20 carries, 116 yards for a touchdown. Is he a for sure lock-in number one running back for you moving forward? Or does Michael Carter, supposed yin and yang on on the uh, New York Jets here, does he eat a little bit into that value for you? So I think if you have Brees Hall, there's there's not going to be many serviceable options that you're going to have that are going to be better unless you win extremely running back heavy and have two starting running backs. And even at that point, you're probably going to play him in the flex. Um, So, yeah, I mean, going forward, I think that he's a must start. I think you have to put him out there. Um, 33 total team carries, um, you know, rushing wise. And he got 20 of them for 116 and a touchdown. I think, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, it it looked like it was going to be more of a running back by committee uh, backfield, um, especially when Joe Flacco started the first game. He threw 40, 50 passes. Um, So, you know, it it wasn't looking great for the running backs. But I think Brees Hall, I I think you got to start him if you have him. Um, Like I said, I don't I don't see anybody else on that offense worth starting, in my opinion. Um, because the, the passing game has looked great. Zach Wilson threw for threw 18 times, um, but Brees Hall is continuously making a name for himself in the NFL. Absolutely. In my own personal opinion, I feel like they should go back to Joe Flacco. They were playing much better at the beginning of the year, but as long as they're winning games, and again, Zach Wilson's supposed to be their franchise quarterback, they're going to keep putting them out there. The only other stat line I'll, I'll say from that game is uh, if, you know, tight end is is so thin after you get past the, the top two guys, Kelsey and Andrews, it, it's really hard to pick a tight end. Big Bob Tunyon, uh, tight end for the, uh, the, or the Packers here, had 10 receptions, 90 yards. I mean, that is, that is top notch if you are looking for someone in a PPR league in particular um, to get you some points there. That's 19 points. Um, you know, pretty good from a tight end. Next game is the Jaguars and the Colts. This was a shootout, surprisingly. These are not two high-power offenses that you would typically think of. Um, You know, you got the veteran quarterback, Matt Ryan, who ended up throwing 58 times in this game for nearly 400 yards, three touchdowns. Um, And a lot of those went to, happy as I have them on one of my fantasy teams, Michael Pittman. Who had 13 receptions, 134 yards. Got to be a lock-in, you know, number one, if not back, you know, back-end number one, starting number two wide receiver for you every week. But, you know, the story I want to ask Sobe here a little bit, and maybe he remembers from his college days in particular, uh, Travis Etienne. He was, uh, you know, running back at Clemson, running back here at the Jaguars. Had 10 carries, 86 yards, but he's much more of a, a pass-catching running back. Um, they also have um, James Robinson there, um, so it's kind of split carries, 50-50 between those two guys. Um, either of those guys, you know, worthwhile to you, Sobe, or anyone in the in these Colts or Jaguars uh, offenses that you think are worth starting? Uh, not really. I'll be I'll be honest. I don't really pay attention to to any of these teams here but um 
Yeah, I mean, if if I were to start them, I would just look and see how they've been doing in the past and kind of compare them now and make my adjustments there. But, yeah, I haven't really watched these guys play at all this year. I don't think I've watched any of these teams. Uh, so, yeah, probably... That's about- Fighting offenses in the world, but uh, definitely had a shootout this week. So, yeah, ETN. Is, uh, I mean, definitely if you're looking for a PPR guy, he can he can make some catches for you. He's had some up and down weeks, but other than that, I mean, pretty rough. We'll go to the next game here. We got uh, Vikings and Dolphins. And the Vikings, I mean, surprisingly, they are you know at the top of the NFC North. Um, they are five and one. You know, typically you think of the Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson connection. Um, but in this game, really what stood out was, you know, Teddy Bridgewater um, and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had 12 receptions, 177 yards, doing Tyreek Hill type things. Still was not enough for them to win. This carousel of quarterbacks for the Miami Dolphins, this is now their third quarterback in three weeks with all the concussions. And injuries that they've had Dana I mean do you think anyone in this Miami Dolphins offense aside from Tyreek Hill is worth starting um, and then second question to you with these Vikings Dalvin Cook typically a, a go-to running back I know Sobe has him on his team this year he only had 13 carries in this game he had 77 yards he had a big run um, that ended up going for a touchdown for him but um, in anyone on these two offenses that really intrigues you well, you know, with uh, with Tua coming back, uh, maybe this week, if not next week, he definitely said, you know, he's trying to play. Um, what really surprised me there was was the Miami passing, actually. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was, you know, he wasn't starting this week because he had a concussion from the previous week. So Skylar Thompson was the starting quarterback. Um, but he must have passed, Teddy Bridgewater must have passed protocol because he was acting as the backup quarterback. Um, Skylar Thompson ended up getting hurt. I believe if it was his wrist or his hand. Um, so he exited the game and Teddy Bridgewater came in and threw 34 times. Um, so for me in that offense, um, I, I don't think I'm starting Raheem Mostert. I think he's a good uh, bench player um, with bye weeks. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about bye weeks coming up, but you've got um, the Vikings, the Bills, the Eagles and the Rams on a bye. Um so you're, you're looking at, you know, from a running back perspective there, because, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of good wide receivers on buys. Um, but if you have Ryan Mostert, I'm not starting him. If I do, um, unless I'm really hurting at running back with injuries or, you know, um, other things. But I think going forward, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are both going to be lock-ins as top 10, you know, top five for Tyreek Hill. And I'd say top 10 for Jalen Waddle going forward. Um, as long as that offense can sustain two wide receivers, we've seen it in other places, such as um, <clears throat> LA Rams when Odell Beckham was there at the end, toward the end of last year, Cooper Cup and himself. And then um, you have Cincinnati with T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Um, so I, I think with, even with Tua, they can definitely uh, sustain a two wide receiver um, lineup there. Justin Jefferson, of course, six catches, 107 yards. He's a stud. You're going to play him no matter what. Um, Adam Thielen has actually looked pretty good these past few weeks. Um, he's caught a touchdown and he's getting targets. He's got, he has just as many targets as Justin Jefferson. So that's another little streaming option. who's probably not available in your league. Um, but if he is, it's definitely somebody that I would consider, um, 
you know, I would consider putting in. Like I mentioned with, with uh, bye weeks, you have a lot of top receivers on a bye. So Adam Thielen's not going to be your worst option to fill in. Yeah, and I'll go back to Sobey for the next game because it's a, it's a fellow AFC North rival that I, I know Sobey knows quite a bit about. It's those Cincinnati Bengals who happen to be in first place in the AFC uh, North. It's kind of hard to believe because they're only three and three. So that, uh, you know, that division is really up for grabs, honestly, from from anyone that wants to take it. I don't know if anyone really wants to take it. It doesn't seem like it, but you know, they end up beating uh, the Saints here in a shootout. And again, our good friend Joe Burrow, 300 yards passing on 37 attempts, uh, three touchdowns. A lot of those ended up going to Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns. But these Saints, man, they're they're falling apart. And I know Dana, he loves his Saints as well. So, um, you know, maybe we'll hear a little bit from both of them. Alvin Kamara had 19 carries for nearly 100 yards. Um, what do you what do you think, Sobe? Who do you think is going to win the AFC North? Is it going to be the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns, or those Steelers? What do you think? Well, I can't I can't say Steelers or. Uh... <laughs> or Ravens. I mean, of the two, I would rather have an Ohio team. Um, but you know what? Cincinnati's 500, and what are we, two and four? Two and four. Still early on to decide, but of course I want the Brownies to, to win the AFC North. So, um, but, but, two and, four and that we are still, you know, within reach just tells you, you know, this division has kind of fallen flat on its face a little bit. But, Dobie, if you were to put money on it, man, who are you picking? Go. I got to go to the Browns. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I mean, hey. if Joe Burrow runs another 19-yard long like he did last week, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. if that. If, I don't know. I think. You I think... don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I might be second-guessing myself. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go to the next AFC North game here, and that's the Ravens and the Giants. And we already talked a little bit about the Giants when uh, Dana was talking about Saquon Barkley. They are 5-1. and one. No one would have guessed this going into the year. The analysts didn't guess this. I sure as heck did not guess this. Um, and, and they knock off, you know, the Browns rival, the Ravens here, 24-20. Uh, to 20. Lamar Jackson, he struggled in this game. Uh, didn't, you know, went about 50% completion rate, just over 200 yards passing for a touchdown. That touchdown went to Mark Andrews. Um, but the story in this game is the continued health problems of J.K. Dobbins. He just he doesn't seem right. He hasn't seemed right all season. Uh, Kenyon Drake is going to replace him in this game. Ten carries, 119 yards, a lot of that coming off a big run by him for a touchdown. Dana, what are your thoughts on this Ravens backfield? Is you know If J.K. Dobbins is out, are any of these other running backs even worth looking at? Gus Edwards is supposed to be coming back soon. Kenyon Drake is there who's kind of been yo-yoing around the league. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I have J.K. Dobbins uh, in our league. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed. Um, but, you know, as I talked a little bit earlier about Saquon's injury, um, when you're coming off an ACL, that's just typically how it works the first year. Um, even Saquon said in his own words, you know, he just he didn't feel right making cuts and hitting holes, things like that. And he said this year he feels fantastic. Um, so I think J.K. Dobbins next year is going to be – I think he's going to be a solid fantasy running back um, because before he got injured last year, he the, the stretch that they gave him the reins, 
he took the league by storm in those four four games or so. Um, so I think he's going to be very viable, you know, maybe later this year, next year, once he gets his confidence back. Um, but the only Baltimore running back that I want is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Don't let him hear you say that, honestly. You know, he, <laughs> he came into this league with a chip on his shoulder. You know, people think he could be a quarterback in this league, and he's he's an MVP. He's already proven that he can do it. He's definitely unorthodox. He's different, um, but that's what makes him so hard to play against. Uh, and definitely no one wants to see Lamar Jackson on the other side of center, that's for sure. Uh, going over to Sobey, another AFC North team here, the Steelers coming away with the upset at home against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are now three and three. The Steelers two and four. Kenny Pickett gets injured in this game and comes on Mitch Trubisky, our good friends who we don't know but pretend that we know because we supposedly played against him in high school at Menor. Um, he comes in and wins this game for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom Brady, I mean, it's showing his age. Maybe you know this divorce, as Dana talked about, is really getting to him. Um, but I, I have learned my lesson time and time again. You don't doubt Tom Brady. He will eventually turn it on when it's, when it's time. Um, Toby, what are your thoughts about these Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, do they stick with Trubisky? Do they go with the new kid, Kenny Pickett, if he's healthy? Um, they seem to be going back and forth on that. And do you think Tom Brady is washed? I do think this uh, divorce is getting to his head. I mean, is this still a rumor? Is this finalized? What's going yeah. on with him? Sounds like they hired divorce lawyers, so and and he was you know absent of preseason for a couple of weeks. No one really knew what was going on. It seems like he may have been trying to save his marriage. You know, we 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 hate to talk about you know real life things again, as I mentioned earlier, but you know this is clearly affecting his his athletics, his you know his ability to play. But it it, it could be his age too. That's that's what I'm asking. What do you what do you think? Do you think? Should we doubt Tom Brady, or have we learned our lesson time and time again? I think I think we learned our lesson time and time again. I think Tom Brady is just as good as he is now than he was five years ago, ten years ago. Um, yeah, he might be in a little rut right now. I mean, even some of the best quarterbacks in the league, you know, historically, could get in a little rut. But um, you know, he he is who he is, and I uh, I think he he's still a starter starter option if 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 need be. Um, I probably would get some backlash behind that, but he's the goat for a reason. Um, in terms of Steelers, I I I, I would like to see more Paquette. Uh, Paquette, is that, am I saying his name right? Picket, picket, yeah. like a picket fence. Uh, yeah, Trubisky, yeah. Fence. yeah, Trubisky's kind of showing time to time that he's definitely not a start start worthy quarterback. Uh, you know, playing for uh for the Bears there and um and whatnot but uh yeah i think i think it's great that pittsburgh has got a losing record like us kind of set us in that uh yeah. set us in that set us in a good spot here especially when uh deshaun comes back for sure yeah next game we'll uh breeze through the next few games and then we'll do uh predictions for next week um Rams end up uh, defeating the the Panthers. You know, Dana already talked a little bit about the Panthers. They've already fired their coach. Um, they have an interim coach for now. They're on their third quarterback now. Jacob Eason actually had to come into this game as uh, PJ Walker got hurt. Um, the Rams again, reigning NFL, you know NFL Super Bowl champions. They are 
They're only three and three. Matthew Stafford has not been himself by any means. Is Matthew Stafford worth starting, Dana Zach? Well, on a bye week this week, um, the answer to that would be no. But uh, all jokes aside, I, I still don't think I'm starting him. Um, this offense looked like it struggled, and he's leading the league in, in interceptions. Um, so if, if you absolutely have to, I mean, I'd probably put him at my 12th or 13th, um, you know, uh, quarterback. But quarterbacks have not been great this year in general. So he's a viable he's a viable option if you really need him. I mean, he's throwing to Cooper Cup. So, you know, good things can happen. Tyler Higby as well. Um, but if he was on my team, I would look for better options. And uh, rumors around the Panthers organization is that they might be looking to try and clean up shop, uh, trying to rebuild, and Christian McCaffrey might be on the trade block. Um, oh, wow. Toby, uh, do you, can you think of a team that maybe could use a Christian McCaffrey? And don't say the Cleveland Browns. We already got two running backs in our in our backfield. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you know, I think. I think one, one team that sticks out to me right away is when Sobey's thinking is the Buffalo Bills. You know, that that is really what they're missing is the running back. Um, Devin Singletary has really struggled for them. You know, they were hoping that they could get some stuff out of James Cook this year, and it just not has not happened. Uh, Christian McCaffrey could you know, I mean, I think the Bills are already Super Bowl favors. I think Christian McCaffrey joins that organization, and it's a for sure thing. I was thinking the Colts. Yeah, well, go with Jonathan Taylor. Hit that'd be best running back duo in the league, right there. Better than the Browns. You don't want the Browns to have the best duo in the league anymore. That's true. And, I mean, I guess I'd be going against myself, but even even Baltimore too could use uh, could use really McCaffrey. I don't want to see him in our division, though, Toby, so don't <laughs> wish that upon us. <laughs> yeah, going to the, we got a couple more games here. We got uh, Cardinals-Seahawks. This Seahawks team, I'm going to be honest, you know, week one I watched the the big, you know, oh, Russell Wilson returning back to Seattle game, and it was this big deal, and everyone thought the Broncos were going to be Super Bowl contenders. And, man, they just look terrible right now. And I, I don't mean to rub Dana, I know that's a big reason why his team is struggling this year in our league is he put a lot of faith in Russell Wilson, and he is just not cooking right now. He looks cooked. He does not look like he's cooking. Uh, but this Seahawks team, I think I think they're legit. I, they're well coached. Pete Carroll is a fantastic coach. And Geno Smith has really stepped up to the plate, and, and they beat the Cardinals in this game, 19-9. to nine. Uh, Kyler Murray, Sobey's quarterback. Looks more like a running back. I mean, he had 10 carries, 100 yards, but had a little over 200 yards passing, no touchdowns. Dana, I mean, what are your thoughts about the Seahawks team? Uh, Ken Walker, the rookie running back, is now, you know, in a starting role because um, drawing a blank on the guy who's playing. Scott Penny. There we go. Penny, thank you, um, has been hurt. So, Kenny Walker, is he legit? Is he worth starting? Um, and any thoughts on the struggling Cardinals offense? They're two and four. Um, they, I mean, at this point last year, they were undefeated. They were kicking everyone's butt. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, as, as it was mentioned about, I, I've always loved the saints, but I am also, I I'm also high on the Cardinals as well. Um, you know, we just talked about Russ. I actually, you know, because of waiver wire, um, because of waiver wire order, I actually picked up and I'm starting Gino for the foreseeable future. 
Um, he's looked good this past week. Um, this was actually supposed to be the second highest game um, over under. They were the over under for this, I believe, was around 50. Um, it was just behind the Bills and Chiefs game that happened this past weekend. So this was, you know, from a, a, a fantasy perspective and from a, a sports book perspective, this one was a real dud. Uh, this was supposed to be a shootout, but um, I think, um, you know, you'll probably hear in other places as well. I, I, I think Kenneth Walker is a great pickup if you can get him, if you have him or you, you can get him. I think he's a must start going forward. 21 carries. Um, the next closest to him was Geno Smith, the quarterback with six. Um, I think at this point in the year with how, with not how, with how bad running backs have been, I think Kenneth Walker can, I think he could help you win your league. Um, I, I, I have him. I picked him up in one of my leagues because I had Rashad Penny who went down. Um, he's, he's done for the year. Um, so I'm starting Kenneth Walker going forward. And I think he's a, I think he's legit. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, and, you know, for the Cardinals, we'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll express my thoughts on the, on the preview. All right. Fair enough. Um, Sobe, next game was the game of the week. I watched this game after the Browns, after I cried myself to a little bit of a nap and then woke up and watched this game. Probably the two best teams in the AFC, Bills and Chiefs. It was Chiefs. This is the uh, rematch of that fantastic playoff game that just went back and forth last year. This time, though, the Bills came out on top. And, uh, you know, Stephon Diggs had 10 receptions, 148 yards. So become playoffs, who do you think of these two teams has a better chance to get to the Super Bowl? You think Josh Allen and the Bills or Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? What are your thoughts? This seems like the most reigning uh, rivalry right now in sports. Am, I, am I wrong right now? No. <laughs> uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, I would say, you know what, I'm going to give it to the uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think you have to at this point in time. Um, they definitely look like – I mean, they, they're a solid team. Their defense is strong. Their quarterback play is strong. Again, as I said with that, you know, Christian McCaffrey, all they're really missing is a running back. And if they could get someone like a Christian McCaffrey, they would be one of the best teams, not only in the NFL this year, but maybe in the last decade. Um, they're, they're a fantastically built team, and they just only seem to be getting better and better every single year. Uh, which a lot of my friends at John Carroll, uh, my alma mater, and they they were Buffalo Bills fans. A lot of them came from Buffalo, and they struggled for years and years and years, just like the Browns. So it's really cool to see a franchise like that kind of rise out of the ashes and and build something special. So the uh, only other two games we got was the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. Cowboys Eagles, the Eagles six and zero, oh, still they under- look legit. They look legit. They, they really look legit. And Jalen Hurts looks like a, you know, a legitimate MVP candidate. A lot of people talking about him in the offseason were like, is he even a quarterback? Can he even throw? I think he's answering those questions. Um, my question, I guess, to, uh, to Sobe here would be Ezekiel Elliott. He's, you know, <laughs> obviously an Ohio State guy. I know Sobe has that personal bias and likes him for that reason. He has been so inconsistent the last few yeah. years. He's, He's washed. Yeah, he <laughs> I'm gonna ask him. He had 13 carries, 81 yards, one touchdown in this game. He actually looked. Maybe this might have been one of his better games of the year. But is this someone that's worth starting on a week-to-week basis, or should you be looking elsewhere? Hey, your tone says it the most. Uh, he's. I think he's washed. 
Yeah. I think he needs to retire. He is definitely not my starting pick. Um, I would exhaust all measures before putting Elliott in. Um, I don't. I haven't seen how he's done in the past previous weeks, but he's just definitely not the main contender anymore. Uh, I think he's experienced. Yeah, I can tell you, he hasn't done well the last few weeks. He's getting single-digit points every week, and Tony Pollard, the other running back in Dallas, is really eating into some of his carries. And, uh, yeah, it seems like it's a split there. More and more NFL teams are going with the split. They're not going with that number one guy. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. And uh, to wrap all up. I've got a little bit of a differing opinion, if you don't mind. Please. Of course. Um, you know, as, as, as an Ezekiel Elliott owner in one of my leagues, I am starting him this week because of buys. Um, you know, I think he's serviceable if you have him and you really need him. Um, my, my current starting running backs in that league are, as I mentioned, Kenneth Walker. And I also have Damian Pierce, who's doing extremely well for the Texans. Um, you know, if you have Zeke, no, he's going to get, he's going to get majority, if not all of those goal line carries. Um, they are playing against Detroit this week, the, who have been known this whole year. Who very they're doing very well. They've one of the highest point totals, uh, points per game totals. Um, but one of the worst defenses, giving up three, four hundred yards a game. I think if you have them with Dak coming back, maybe Dak doesn't feel as confident this week. He might not throw as much. Um, they might lean a little bit on on Zeke and Pollard going forward for at least the next couple weeks. I think if you have Zeke and you really need him. I, I think he's serviceable. Yeah, I think that's a good call, honestly. And I think uh, if anyone plays DraftKings or FanDuel, he might not be a bad uh, DFS. Very good DFS. Very good for DFS, I think. Especially this week against the Lions. That's a good call. Last game before we do a little bit of preview for next week and we just kind of you know, take our, our guesses as to who we think is going to win each game and then we'll get off of here in the next five or ten minutes. Um, Broncos, Chargers – I am sick and tired of seeing the Broncos on prime time driving me nuts. We've seen them time and time again on Monday night and Sunday night and Thursday night and blah, 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 blah. The Broncos are not good. They are not well coached. And Russell Wilson does not look like him old, his old self. And frankly, I mean, it was a close game because the chargers are also having their own struggles Justin Herbert threw 57 times in this game, did not have a touchdown, had an interception. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen's been out for a few weeks. There, the, the real story as a, as a kicker myself in my past days was Dustin Hopkins in this game, several field goals. And if you guys watch this game, he, he was like had a pulled quad or a, a, a hamstring issue the entire time. Every time he kicked the ball, he looked like he was in the – pain he's ever been in his life <laughs> this guy's kicking 45 yard field goals like it's nothing so not much to talk about in this game other than justin herbert supposedly a top five quarterback in the league has not been performing that way this year soby your thoughts do you think justin herbert is legit you think it was just beginner's luck is this someone that you can trust moving forward where is yeah he's at 59.5 uh, qbr rating you know, thus far this year. Um, that's, yeah. not, that's not good. It's, it's definitely not. <laughs> league, you know, and he is struggling. So do you think this is just a slump or you think uh, this is what Justin Herbert actually is? I don't know. I mean, it looks like 
his stats against the AFC is 93%. His stats at home are 84.6. Um, and then his uh, October in general is 87.5. So you think RTG. You think so, up a little bit? What was that? Maybe he's just warming up a little bit. Is that what you think? Yeah, you know, I think so. Uh, you know, it looks like his rating overall in his career is RTG in his uh, career is he's got 79 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. Uh, I kind of like those stats there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I think if you have Justin Herbert, you're starting him, especially, you know, this week against Seattle. Um, you know, we touched on it. I, this could be this could very well be a shootout with both defenses not playing well. Yeah, I mean, he had a close loss against uh, Kansas City, but but then he had a big loss against Jacksonville. But then, you know, there could be other factors behind there. You know, I would give him a chance. Maybe he just needs to warm up a little bit. He's got 10 touchdowns this season, three interceptions, low QBR rating, but he still has a lot of time. Uh, and he's a young guy. He's still learning. For sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we're, we're always so quick to judge. And, uh, yeah, we forget that oftentimes a lot of these guys are even younger than we are. So, um, yeah, they're learning, they're developing, they're getting better. But, all right, we're going to do a quick five minutes here of just running through the games for next week. Um, yeah, we're going way over time. I love it. I know, I know. We're going to we're gonna end this at 9.15 here. But um, I just want your pick. Who do you think is going to win this game? And if you have a, a quick, like, oh, I think this player is someone that you definitely should start in this game, um, let us know. First one. It's staying as two favorite teams besides the Browns. That is the New Orleans Saints and the Arizona Cardinals. Thursday night, finally a game that might be a little bit more exciting than the past few Thursday nights. Personally, I think uh, the Cardinals get back on track in this game. I think Kyler Murray gets back on track as well. I am picking the Cardinals in this game at home, um, and, and I would definitely be starting Kyler Murray. Not that you wouldn't be starting him if you have him as your quarterback. Um, but I, I expect a big week against the beat-up Saints uh, defense for sure. Dana, your pick? You know, like you said, my two favorite teams. I got to go with the Cardinals. Um, one big headline is uh, for the Saints defense, no Marshawn Lattimore again. Yep. Um, Marquise Brown for the Cardinals is hurt. Um, DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I think um, the report they have together – I. You know, people are saying, if, asking if he's going to be in good physical condition because he's been suspended the past six weeks. I, I honestly think that he comes out on Thursday night, and I think him and Kyler Ball. Um, on the Saints side, you're going to have Andy Dalton starting. Um, Chris Olave said he's going to play. Um, he missed last game with a concussion, which is probably why he didn't attempt further to play on Sunday, you know, with the league being the way they are with concussions. Um, so Chris Olave is going to be the number one wide receiver there because Jarvis Landry – and Michael Thomas are both going to be out. Um, so great people to pick up and start. DeAndre Hopkins probably gone in your league. Um, I'm starting him. Rondale Moore is another great name that I would recommend looking at because this could be a shootout. Sweet. And Toby, real quick, Saints or Cardinals? Who do you think? Oh, Cardinals for sure, 100%. All right. Uh, Cardinals. I, got, I got the uh, reigning Kyler Murray on my team. I'm rooting Ooh. for a big time. All right, fantastic. I'm going to you first on this next one, Sobey. It's because it's our hometown team. Cleveland Browns, 2-4, and four, going to Baltimore to play the Baltimore Ravens. Um, obviously, we got to deal with Lamar Jackson in this game. But two teams that really have not uh, you know, lived up to expectations for this season. 
Um, your thoughts, Sobi, who's going to win this game? And don't just be a homer. <laughs> uh, the odds, odds in the favor for the Ravens. And so I, you know, as much as I would like to see the Browns win, um, I think Baltimore is going to win this one. Yeah. Dana, your thoughts? I'd love to see the Browns get back on track. I think Miles Garrett's going to eat. I think he'll get a few sacks on Lamar, even though he's he's hard to take down. But I do got to give the edge to the Ravens. Yeah, honestly, I'm going Ravens as well. Unfortunately, I just don't think their defense is going to be able to Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. Um, you know, we haven't been able to stop the run on anyone. So whoever's running the ball next week, whether it's J.K. if he's healthy, Gus Edwards if he's back, or even if it's Kenyon Drake, I just don't know if we're going to be able to stop their running attack, especially with Lamar. He's so dangerous. Next game, Bengals-Falcons. This is at Cincinnati. Two teams that are 3-3. Three and three. You know, Surprisingly, the Bengals are expected to be a little bit better than that, and the Falcons are expected to be a little bit worse than that. Falcons just are coming off a, an upset here of the San Francisco 49ers. Dana, your thoughts? Who do you think uh, comes away with the win here? Uh, if Joey Burrow can keep it up, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Um, we talked earlier, you know, about both teams, the Falcons. Um, Mariota only threw 14 times. Um, in order to beat better teams, um, you're gonna have to throw more than that. Um, you know, even though they played against a stout 49ers defense last week. Um, but if Marcus Mariota can can get the ball to Kyle Pitts into uh, Drake London because they've been very heavy on the attack or on the running attack. Um, but I got to give it to the Bengals. I just think that their offensive weapons are better. But the Falcons do have a sneaky good defense. They have really good corners that are very underrated. Sobe, Bengals or Falcons? Oh, 100% Bengals. I think this is, might be the first time we're all agreeing on the same page for each of the teams yeah. as well. I think the Bengals, uh, I think they get re- back on track in this game. Um, last week, they got Jamar Chase more involved. He's really had an up-and-down year this year, not the, you know, what I thought was a good trade in our keeper league. I, I, I traded Cooper Cup, who is very consistent, has been consistent the last year and a half for Jamar Chase just for that youth. I thought Jamar Chase is going to be better for years to come, and he very well might be, but he's finally getting back on track. He's almost at 500 yards receiving this year, so – I think they'll continue. Lions, Cowboys. Um, I, Lions, Cowboys. How do you go first this time? Yeah, I am, I am going to go first, actually. And I'm going to go bold here. It's in Dallas. Dak is back. And I think the Lions win this game. I really wow. Because they're coming off a of bye week. They've got DeAndre Swift back. Jared Goff has had a tremendous year so far this year. It's really that defense that's the issue. And I don't know if the Cowboys have the firepower on offense to get in a shootout. All their games under Cooper Rush the last few weeks have been close games, low scoring, um, you know, relying on that Cowboys defense. And I really do think the Lions offense is legit. And I might be, you know, in a week from now, you guys might be making fun of me for this, but I'm picking the Lions in this game. I think uh, they win. Okay. I think – I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take the home team, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Even though I need Jamal Williams to play well, since he's on my roster. Fair enough, Dana. I gotta go with the Cowboys, man. I I, I think that it's gonna depend on Dak, though. You know, you touched a little bit about it. That Cowboys defense is good. They are very good, but the Lions offense is also good. So 
Uh, if the Cowboys can keep him in check and Dak can keep his head on right, you know, being first game back from having his, his surgery, um, I, I think they can do it. They have a, a serviceable offense. And like I said, the, the Lions are giving up a bunch of yards and especially up the middle. And Ezekiel Elliott loves running up the middle. Yeah, he's on that Zeke train. He's He really wants Zeke to be good. Week. Uh, Absolutely. Colts-Titans, a big AFC South showdown here. Um, you know, two teams that are contending for that division. Three and two each. Uh, Matt Ryan's coming off a big week last week. Um, this is in Tennessee. I'm going to go, you know, in this game with the Titans. Uh, a better coach. I think they got a better running game. Taylor has just been so inconsistent this year. I know he's injured and he's been kind of up and down, but uh, I'm going to go Titans in a close one. Cool. I'm going to go with the Titans this game. I think Derrick Henry is going to play very well. And um, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm gonna, it's going to, it's going to be a good game for sure. Um, you know, if if the Colts can keep up what they've done, um, you know, just this past week because they haven't looked great for the whole season, um, I, I think it's a different thing where, you know, I think it's something different that we're talking about. Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and go against the trend here, and I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, they do – they might have uh, Jonathan Taylor coming back, but Deion Jackson, the backup, um, he did look pretty good when he was out there. He had 10 catches, 10 rushes. He, he looked good while he was out there. And if that helps Matt Ryan to, you know, get a few dump offs before going over the top to Alec Pierce or Michael Pittman, I think that they could come away with the win. The Titans just don't look, they just don't look great um, to me right now. Yeah. And just a few games left here. We got uh, Packers commanders. Um, this game is in DC. Um, commanders are starting Taylor Heineke this week uh, with Carson Wentz out with a broken finger. And the Packers are coming off some really disappointing performances starting in London uh, and, you know, continuing last week against the Jets. They are three and three um, reigning MVP or not. He doesn't have anyone to throw to. And uh, Aaron Jones does not seem um, to be part of their plans. Um, you know, Matthew Barry is one of my favorite uh, personnel uh, personalities in the fantasy world. And he always screams free Aaron Jones, free Aaron Jones, because this guy is so talented and yet green Bay does just not want to give him the ball. So if they can get Aaron Jones involved and they can take advantage of this commanders, you know, mess of a team that they are, I think green Bay gets back on track and they win this game. Soby. I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get uh, the Washington Commanders. Uh, I th- it's gonna be a little bold, but I, I'm gonna give them the the W Lunch. this uh, this week. Taylor Heineke fever. Sobey's got Taylor Heineke fever. Dana, <laughs> I I gotta go. I I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go with UConn. I gotta go Packers. Um, I just don't like what I see from the Commanders overall in general. Um, we talked about great story from Brian Robinson. I hope he continues to do well, but. I don't think that that passing game is is going to be good enough. Next game is the Buccaneers and the Panthers. The Panthers are such a mess, but the Buccaneers are coming off an upset on the road against the Steelers. Does Tom Brady get back on track in this game in Charlotte? It's a divisional game. Um, Panthers don't have a head coach right now. Tampa Bay is an 11-point favorite. Um, I got to go with Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady gets right in this game, although 
I'm hoping for a big Christian McCaffrey game. I do have him in our dynasty league. Um, he only has two touchdowns this year, but uh, he's definitely not. He's a shell of himself. I don't know if that's health or not. I think it's mostly offensive play calling. I think the Buc- uh, Buccaneers win a blowout in this game. Agreed. I think Tampa Bay is going to come up with the W this week. Christian McCaffrey, that guy could be in the receiving slot. He could be, he could be a wide out for all I care, which would never happen. But he, they, they like Yeah, he is a special player. That dude is very special. For for him to be in the top season leaders on both rushing and receiving, it goes to show that 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 is um, that's something special. However, he's only one piece of the puzzle. So I got the bucks on this. Dana? That division is wide open for everybody besides the Panthers. Panthers yep. are one and five. Bucks and Falcons are three and three. Saints are two and four. Obviously, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. I got to go with the Bucks. Nothing that I've seen from the Panthers all year is, has led me to want to, you know, want to pick them. Giants and Jaguars, two teams that uh, have surprised a few people this year. Um, you know, Giants. Obviously, five and one. We've already talked about that. They are playing in Jacksonville. Um, I'm going to go against the trend here. I, I, I don't buy the Giants. I just don't. You know, call me what you want, and perhaps when they're in the playoffs and they're making a run, you can remind me of this. But I think the Jaguars win this game. They are a three point favorite at home. Um, Christian Kirk. I really need him to get going. He had a great few weeks at the beginning of the season the last two weeks have been duds for him um so i'm hoping trevor lawrence to christian kirk um is enough for the jaguars to uh to beat the giants so we i'm gonna i'm gonna take the real pac-man jones <laughs> and the giants <laughs> and pick uh and go with them even though even though the odds are against them this week i think uh i think the giants are gonna seal the deal get, get to six and one. Oh man oh and Dana? Colin, you're by yourself. I'm going to have to go with the G-Men. Oh. Um, you know, I would I would agree with you that I don't think they're legit either, but um, Saquon looks legit. That, that, um, that Jacksonville Jaguars defense got absolutely shredded last week by Deion Jackson out of the backfield and rushing, as I mentioned. Um, if, if they're anything, if the Giants play them any way that the Colts did – Saquon could eat. He could be the top back for this week. I, I got to go with the Giants. Next game, again, another team that we're not sure if they're legit. The New York Jets, they go out to Denver to play the Broncos. I'm sick and tired of talking about this Broncos team. I think <laughs> awful. I'm going the Jets in this game. I, I just think Brees Hall has a, a really good opportunity to become an elite running back in this league, both as a pass catcher and as a runner. Hmm. I think Denver is they're in trouble. I think they got to fire their coach. I think they got to figure out what they're going to do with Russell Wilson because he is just he is not what they thought he was going to be. He's not a forty-eight million dollar quarterback or whatever they're paying him per year. Uh, Sobe, yeah, and with his uh, battling his injury, hamstring injury as well. I mean, we don't know how that's going to be a big factor in this game. Sure. So I will pick uh, uh, the Jets on this one, Mr. Flacco. Hey, I wish Flacco was starting. It's Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson's very good. 
Yeah. Dana, what do you I'm, I gotta go. I gotta go against both of you guys. I gotta go with the Broncos. Woo! I've been saying for the past six weeks, you know, where's Russ? Where's Russ? You know, this is gonna be his week. Um, I don't want to say that this is gonna be his week because last week the Jets played very well against Aaron Rodgers, but the the Broncos defense has really stood up. Pat Sertan and the boys out there are really, yeah. really giving teams hell. Um, and I think that that's where the Jets are gonna struggle is if Brees Hall and Michael Carter together can't get a run game going. I don't have confidence that Zach Wilson's going to be able to throw on the Broncos defense. Um, I think that the Broncos will at least give Russ a few short fields, even if that sets up Brandon McManus, the Broncos kicker to hit a few field goals. Um, I, I, I got to take the Broncos in this one. Okay. Sounds good. Texans. We only have three more games after this one. Texans Raiders. Um, it's in Las Vegas. Both of these teams, they're off to terrible starts. The Raiders are one and four. They had a bye week last week, but the game before that, they played uh, at Kansas City. Devon, who I have on my team, uh, you know, no suspension was handed down for him uh, pushing the cameraman when he was angry on his way out the field. But, uh, you know, he, you know, he can't do it all himself. And uh, this, this Raiders offense does not look as promising as everyone thought it was going to be. Although I will say Josh Jacobs has had a surprisingly good start to the season. He has. Um, you know, Las Vegas is a seven-point favorite in this game. I'm going Houston. I'm going Houston. I think Damian Pierce and Davis Mills, and I need Brandon Cooks to start catching some more passes. I don't think the Raiders are legit. I think the Texans win this game. Sobe. I'm gonna get the Las Vegas Raiders at this. Uh, at this, and they're playing at home. No way, are they playing in the Texas? Yeah, oh, they're playing at home. They're playing at home. Yeah, I got the home field advantage. Um, I think, uh, I think it's gonna be a good matchup to battle the shit teams. But we, I'll take the Raiders on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Raiders as well. Derek Carr for the past four years has thrown over four thousand yards. I, I don't think he's gonna get there this year because of the start they've had. You know, we're already a quarter. You know, quarter of the way through the league or a third of the way through the the, the season. Um, but they have the offensive pieces, and like you said, Josh Jacobs looks looks good so far. So I gotta stick with the Raiders. Seahawks Chargers, two teams that have been. Interesting starts. Um, the Seahawks are three and three, as we mentioned earlier, uh, under the leadership of Geno Smith. Uh, and the Chargers four and two, although they haven't really played like a four and two team. Um, they've been in some really close games. They've been ugly games. Austin Eckler has finally started to get going the last few weeks. Um, I would know as I have him on one of my teams this year, and you know I started zero and three because he struggled. And now I'm three and three because he's been really good the last few weeks. So um, I'm going to go to the Chargers in this game. It is in California. Um, the Seahawks defense, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Austin Eckler. Uh, and Geno Smith can only do so much. So I'm going Chargers in this game. Toby? I got uh, McVay and Herbert and the Chargers on this game as well. Ooh, okay, fair enough. So, or uh, Dana? Yeah, I got to go with the Chargers as well. I'm hoping that this is going to be a shootout just because I, I would love to see Geno play well. Um, you know, it's it's exciting to see, you know, Geno go to that Seahawks team and, and play well. You know, it's it's fun because they, you know, preseason they were talking about who their quarterback was going to be and them getting Baker. And 
just the fact that they've played as well as they have has just been exciting for, you know, the whole NFL. So I'd like yeah. to see them do well, but I, I think the Chargers have a better have have a better offense and or have a similar offense and have a better defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think an early front runner, obviously, for comeback player of the year would be Brian Robinson with everything that we talked about he's gone through this season. But Geno Smith should be on that list as well. Um, most people wrote him off in this league. He was with the Jets for a while. And, uh, you know, he's kind of gone around the league as backup quarterback. And he's earned his starting spot back. And, and you know, he's kind of shown the league that he deserves to be in one of those spots. All right, the 425 game is uh, Chiefs 49ers, two teams that are coming off disappointing losses from last week and two teams that are considered, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Um, four and two Chiefs, three and three 49ers. Um, this is in California at, uh, at Levi Stadium. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be ticked off from last week's game. And I think they just come out and steamroll the 49ers. Uh, and they go to five and two. Sobe? I got Kansas City as well. Yeah. Dana? Yeah, I got Kansas City. You know, um, Pat Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey being an Ohio native just up north from where we're at. Uh, went to Cleveland Heights uh, High School. Um, yeah, I I don't see why the Chiefs wouldn't win this one. Steelers-Dolphins. Two teams that are, you know, having quarterback issues. It is in Miami. It's supposed to be a beautiful day there uh, next Sunday, uh, Sunday night, 820 game. Um, I'm going to have to go if two is back. I'm going to have to go to the Dolphins, and I think two will be back this week, and him and Tyreek Hill I think will will be enough to defeat the Steelers. Sobe? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Two is back again. I got Miami here. Yeah, I'm going to ride the train as well. I'm also going to stay Miami. Yeah, I'm riding the train as well. I'm also going to say Miami. Perfect. And our final game, you know, we've gone over our time here quite a bit, but our final game here is the Monday night game, Patriots-Bears. Um, Patriots coming off a big win against our Cleveland Browns. We know the Bears coming off a disappointing Thursday night loss um, at 12-7 defeat to the Washington Commanders. We're going Patriots. I think they're well coached. I think they have a good offense, surprisingly good offense. Um, and I think uh, Ramondre Stevenson, as we've already discussed, is is going to be too much for the Bears to handle. And I think it'll be a tight game, a close game, a game of two good defenses. But Patriots uh, will come out on top. Toby? I'm going to get the Patriots on this one as well. Uh the uh the young young quarterback from Alabama uh is uh you know he's he's I think he's very promising for this team you yes. know even though he's uh you know the stats don't show it but I think he's going to be a big deal here in the next couple of years and plus my wife thinks I look like Mac Jones so <laughs> you de- you definitely do <laughs> I don't think so at all but every time she sees him on the TV she says that looks just like you yeah, like yeah. I was pretty Pretty damn close. Uh huh. Dana, wrap us up here, man. Bears, Patriots. What do you think? I haven't seen enough from the Bears' offense. Um, I like Justin Fields being an Ohio State guy, but I don't have any reason to pick them based on seeing their, you know, their their previous games. I got to go with the Patriots. Zappy looks serviceable. Um, 
if he is the starting quarterback, if Mac Jones comes back, we've seen, you know, we've seen him play pretty well. I just, I think the Patriots are, uh, are underrated. Wow. Well, you know, this is our, our first go at a fantasy football podcast. Uh, you know, we planned for an hour, went an hour and a half. I mean, it's very easy to start getting into, you know, tangent conversations. We appreciate if you guys stayed and, and listened the whole time. Um, otherwise, to our 96 followers or, or listeners, we appreciate you listening. Guys, great talking to you. Looking forward to another great week of fantasy football. Sobe, any uh, parting words? I would like to say an hour, almost 40 minutes in, two-year hiatus. I think it was a great podcast. It was awesome chatting with you guys again and uh, looking forward to next week. Dana? Uh, Colin, I want to thank you for, for, you know, being the host of the, of the podcast and it's been fun. You know, we've, we've talked about it and, you know, just to get started, I messaged you earlier this week and said, we could do a podcast, you know, we could talk fantasy football and you basically said, let's do it. And then, you know, I was really excited. Um, great job hosting. I like everything that we're doing on the back end. You know, we've always worked well as a, you know, the three of us. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, just other sports news in general. Uh, I just want to shout out the Guardians. Um, great job. You know, they Ooh. lost. They lost game six or game five. Sorry, um, they lost game five at the uh, at, at New York yesterday. Um, but you know, just the fact them being the youngest team in the entire league in a long time for them to make it out of the wild card into the first round. Um, you know, I think is absolutely incredible. I love what they've done. I really appreciate, you know, all the boys over there and everything that they, you know, they're, they're putting their heart and soul into the game and they, they look like they're having fun and they love it. So I'm excited for years to come. Also, you know, the Cleveland Cavs, they made a huge trade for Donovan Mitchell this off season. It looks like they're going to have, you know, potentially four all-stars in their starting lineup. And, you know, their first game is today. They're playing against the Raptors. Um, and when I last saw they were, they were actually winning. So I'm, I'm really excited for Cleveland sports. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun time of year for, for sports in general. You know, we always get that drought in the middle of, of the year in the summertime when nothing's going on. And, you know, now everything's starting up or fin- wrapping up, um, you know, really excited for it. Um, to anybody who does act, who does listen this far, um, I plan to put together a little YouTube channel for our podcast for us to put it up at. Um, that way, you know, if you have questions, things that I would like to do, you know, going forward is potentially, you know, set lineups, um, get our opinion on what we think of things. And, you know, we're no better than you. You you know, we don't know much more than you, but it's always good to hear, you know, another person talk about your lineup or talk about who they would start to give you kind of a, a different idea of maybe a different perspective and, you know, some reasons why. So definitely if, if you made it this far, again, a little bit of a tangent, but I really appreciate it. I'm having a lot of fun for our first session. I can't wait to do this every week. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, moving forward, we're going to talk about different topics. And as Dana said at the beginning of the podcast, we'll talk about some of our different leagues, some of the different formats. We'll set lineups. We'll talk rankings. We'll talk possible trade candidates. We'll we'll go and talk about anything fantasy sports related, um, you know, and absolutely Cleveland Guardians, fantastic way to, to finish out the year. No one expected them to go that far. Really exciting. Uh, you know, as Cleveland sports fans, we got a lot to be excited about. But uh, we'll have some of our other friends from the league on as well. And um, honestly, until next week, we hope that you come back and listen again. This was the We Love Moms Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next week, peace out. See you later.